Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scale It Learning Podcast. I am your host, Huzefa, as always. And for this episode today, I'm talking about first day of school revelations. So for those of you guys who are regular listeners, you probably know that I am teaching at a school, sixth, sixth grade, for the first time in my life ever. Even though I've been working in education for the last three years, uh, well, I've been working in education for a long time, but exclusively in education for the last three years. But I got the opportunity to work at a school that I have a very good and close relationship with. I know a lot of the kids and parents, so on, and a lot of the teachers and, and staff, etc., so I am. I, I decided to accept the offer, great, very gracious offer, and I'm I'm doing it. Today was the or yesterday was the first day, and it was awesome. It was really really cool. The kids are great. The school is great, but I already knew that, and it's it was just a blast. It was really fun to work with all the kids all day, and I think it's just going to get better and better and more interesting. Now we haven't started math yet. We're going to start that next week, and that's going to be the main area that I'm going to be managing, which I can't wait to do. And I've got this amazing course that I'm building right now. It's an online pre-algebra course that's going to supplement everything I do, and it's going to help kids all the way through the year so they can, if they ever have any questions but they're at home, they can just log on to the, to the video course and watch me demo a couple problems. It's going to be great. I've already built it for the first uh, for the first two chapters, and there's 13 chapters. Now it's gonna and it's gonna be put together in the next couple weeks. I can't wait. Anyways, I digress. What I want to talk about today is we did we did some a really cool activity. We did a bunch of really cool activities, and I'll talk about them briefly. So it was a, it was an awesome day. The kids were doing some artistic things. They were doing some journaling, which I think is great to do even as an adult. But we did this one, we had a uh, architecture team building exercise, which was amazing. And it was so much fun where the kids got a certain amount of pasta, uh, spaghetti, and a marshmallow, some tape, and a string. And in teams of four, they had to see who could build the highest structure. And they got two rounds, two iterations in, in which to do this. And by the second round, I mean, it was so cool because kids got to do it, try it. They got to make mistakes, got to have some successes, and then they tried it again, and then we got to see who made the biggest tower of both times. It was really fun to watch the collaboration. But I think one of the most interesting things for me was when we we did this teacher board, not my ideas, by the way, so I can't, I wish I could take credit for them because they were such great activities, but I can't. They were, uh, I'm, I teach with another teacher, and I'm her associate teacher. She is the lead teacher. So she's been doing this for almost 25 years. She's an expert. So she was, she had this really cool board, these boards up. And so they were, they were different categories. 
And one was called, you can support me by dot, 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 for the kids saying to us as teachers, I am most nervous about dot, dot, dot. I am most excited about, I want my teacher to, and then we had anything else. They could put up whatever they wanted. The kids got sticky notes and they went around and they wrote on the sticky notes, what do they, what do they want to contribute? So this is, I'm going to share some, some of these sticky notes, of course, anonymously from, from the kids and because it gave me some really cool insights. And I think that this is why my co-teacher does this every year is so that she can get some insights into what the kids are looking for, what they're expecting, so on and so forth. First, let's talk about the you can support me by. So what did the kids put down here? So you can support me by, and this is what they said to us, by being the best you can be. So they want us, so they just said, hey, we want you guys to really just be, be your best, just like we ask of them. Helping me, of course. But one of the things, so, and we got a couple of these, a really cool thing that we, I saw a bunch of times was understanding me. Understanding me was interesting because I think that we always feel like we want to be understood. And we're not always understood as people, not just kids or not just adults. And it happens continuously. But what I also think this means is that I, I think that people, or especially kids, constantly feel like they're being misunderstood. Why that happens is I think that they don't feel like they're being listened to, perhaps. I know that I would sometimes feel like this when I was a kid, and I still feel like this as an adult. You see it all the time, whether it's your parents doing it inadvertently without realizing it, or maybe teachers, or maybe even other classmates. And so taking that to heart, I know what that's like, I know how that feels, and I'm going to try my hardest this year and for the rest of my life, but to try and make this a priority, to always make sure that I'm doing my best to hearing out my kids' concerns or whatever they may be thinking about. Okay, next, this one really hit me kind of hard, actually. So it's the I am most nervous about. Now, for those of you guys who don't know, I have primarily specialized in the last few years in standardized test prep for the ACT, for the SAT, but also for something called the IC. And the IC in particular, the one that's taken the most is what's called the middle level IC. This is for kids who are applying to get into a middle school program that either starts in seventh or eighth grade. And it is sort of similar to the SAT. It has a verbal section, a math section, two math sections, two verbal sections, or a reading section and what's called verbal reasoning as well. And along with this test, kids have to compile applications, submit them, and there's a lot of great, there's a lot of, um, not great, amazing private schools in the Los Angeles area, and they have rigorous uh, admissions processes for candidates who want to apply. The IC, just like the SAT, is a big component for college. The IC is a big component as well for these schools. And I had always thought that well, I'm not sure what I think actually just yet, but it was the IC to me, I love standardized tests, all right? And that's a weird thing to like, but I've always liked them. I love helping people understand them and beat them. 
And I also like taking them and understanding them and trying to beat them as well. When I was a kid, I, I looked at it as or a student. I always looked at it as a game. And I still do. One that I very much enjoy. And I thought, if to me, initially, I used to think, well, the Icy is just they're getting exposure to it at a younger age. And I think that's a great thing because it trains you to understand what it's like to prep for a standardized test, how to do it, what's involved. And in my mind... I think, I mean, I still think this is true. It gets you on in that right mindset for later in life when you need to take them again and the stakes are higher and higher, so on and so forth. But one thing, literally pretty much every kid in our sixth grade class, the one thing they said they were nervous about were the ICs or middle school applications. And then they talked about it. They all talked about it. And it was kind of a revelation because... I think that, I don't know, I, I mean, of course I was nervous about the SAT in high school, but I don't know if I, I was as noticeably nervous, and so it's, it's gotten me thinking a little bit. Now, the thing is, these schools, the process is the process. We don't, our, of course, schools themselves, we don't make the IC, we don't, it's not our own invention. It's something that these other schools require, but... I think the biggest takeaway for me was when I work with these kids one-on-one or in the class, like I actually don't see them. That we don't talk too much about that. And they seem pretty pretty in the, in the zone to me when they're preparing, they're working, they're doing great. But man, it was a, it was a bit eye-opening for me. And, and I think my big takeaway there is I want to make that a focus now when I'm going through, especially when I'm working with kids and preparing kids who are younger I want to make sure that that's a big priority priority to help them understand exactly that they they shouldn't feel so pressured and stressed about this test because like these other tests, I mean, it's a test. You do your best. Of course, you always can have high aspirations, but it, it's just one metric and there's so many different ways to succeed or do cool things in this life without going to one particular place or getting one particular score. And I think that gets lost a lot of times. I mean, I, I, I really do think that, that I understand what that's like. I put a ton of pressure on myself every point in my life when I had to take one of these standardized tests. I think that I was usually able to translate that nervousness into good motivation to study and prepare adequately. But that may not always be the same case, especially when you're dealing with younger kids so it was eye-opening, and that was a big revelation for me. So I want to make sure that all my kids in the now and in the future are approaching this test and these types of pressures with a healthy mindset. So that was really uh, very interesting for me. What I am most excited about this was great, and we had a uh, this this we had a little bit a few more varied answers. But a lot of kids were really excited about sixth grade because sixth grade has a reputation at the school that I teach for having all these amazing projects that it's, it's, very, it's based around project-based learning, which is a pedagogy that really emphasizes interactive learning, creation as a means to education, means to learning. They were also really excited about some of our interesting field trips, going to some national parks in the U.S., which are amazing, like Yosemite, cool stuff like that. Sixth grade, also at the school that I teach, 
they are the oldest. So they are the leaders at the school. They are the role models. And they were all excited about taking on that leadership role. Another thing that they were cool about is they usually buddy up with kindergartners and they serve as mentors to kindergartners at this point. And they were all so excited to do that. I thought that was cool. <laughs> that, that was one that popped up a bunch of times as well. So that was great. Next, we come to I Want My Teacher To. All right, this is sort of similar to You Can Best Support Me By. I want my teacher to be positive towards me. Be the happier, the better. Again, we had some more understand me, be kind, understand, listen, help me. What is this saying? Well, at the end of the day, hey, they want to be treated kindly. They want to be respected, uh, of course. Like it's, and, and that's such a natural thing, whether or not you're a kid, you're a parent, you're a student, you're just a person. And this tells me that, and I guarantee you, every, every teacher ideally wants to do this. I have to believe that you go into education because you love people and you love working with kids and you love being social. But maybe sometimes, even though I'm sure this is there in the back of their minds, they want to respect their students. They want to do all these things. But for some, maybe sometimes it, it must get lost in translation, I can only assume. And that's something that I want to make sure as well this year that never gets lost in translation. And I always want to feel respected. I always want to feel valued. And I always want people to be kind to me. I really do not like it when people are mean for no apparent reason or they're judgmental. And it really drives me crazy uh, when it's when it's unfounded. So I can understand that kids want the same thing, or, or my kids, my students. So that was also cool, something to keep in mind that I will definitely not forget as the year goes on. Anything else? We had a couple kids put some really cool things down. <laughs> One of my students wrote, if you smile, I will smile back. Uh, just like some sweet, sweet things like that. Uh, and then that, of course, prompted me to tell her about mirror neurons. She hadn't heard of mirror neurons before. I'm like, you know, there's something called mirror neurons. And when somebody else feels sad, it makes you want to feel sad. When they feel happy and they're smiling, it makes you want to smile. It's a real thing. It's a real phenomenon, uh, which was anyways kind of cool because I love talking about this type of stuff, body language, mirror neurons, psychology, etc. <laughs> anyways, those were my takeaways. Those were my first day revelations. Again, it was it was a really fun day. Even got to hang out with the kids at the park, which was really fun. Uh, our kids go there during lunch to eat and then also get to run around and play and socialize. It's really cool. So that was a a blast. It was a great day. Can't wait for day number 2. And that's it. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. As always, if you have questions or comments, feel free to email me at huzefa@scalerlearning.com. Love to hear from you. Thank you guys so much for joining, and I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Skiller, learning, give me that skiller learning.